Nanko, welcome. Good to have you in Amsterdam. Thank you. Yeah. Let's start with a fundamental question. Why is stormwater management a critical issue for cities right now? Cities have a historical relation with its water systems. So a lot of cities are built along coasts, rivers, in deltas. So they really have a relation with that water um, because of it brought them uh, life, it uh, brought them prosperity, economic growth. And at the same time, we see a change because of population growth, urbanization, the, and climate change, that it is not always calm. Why should we care as a people? Because it is actually brings also calamities in the sense of both too much water to little water. Uh, we have to defend ourselves against too much water because of floodings, mm -hmm. uh, because we have assets in, our, in those cities and we have infrastructure and networks. But both it is our resource of fresh water that we need for our production, food, etc. in our life. Yeah, it's quite easy to see how extreme floods can cause devastation. They're big, they're huge. But what are the implications of moderate rain events over several days? Actually, it is also about perception and, of course, also on the little things. Eh? Because when you have more on a more frequent base, you can actually still have problems with nuisance, with uh, cascade effects like failure of uh, power supply or other networks, or you have a location, uh, uh, a road that is not accessible. So people are really working on this perception because they, when they have, let's say, on a yearly annual basis, uh, problems in cities with, with minor floods, uh, it's a completely different story than having this big flood once per 30 years. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that, that's uh, perception. Can you give a short example of both situations, how it can go wrong, for example? I think for the Netherlands, we, we not really experience this big cloudburst. But we know that, that in the region, like in Copenhagen, but also uh, cities in Germany, really are, were, let's say, overwhelmed and were completely devastated during uh, for more than a week. Eh? People had no, there was a power outage, there were problems like eh, what we can also have, like a failure of the, the, sub the underground, also the train, you have no communication. Better examples may be in areas like in the US where they have hurricanes. Uh, a hurricane, like in Katrina in 2005 in New Orleans, that, that returns maybe once per 20, 30 years. And it is really devastating because it actually is fatal. Eh? It is it's causing casualties, problems, uh, huge damages. People are evacuated. But more on a yearly basis, they experience these big floodings mm -hmm. just by rain and not really by the hurricane because big storms uh, every year. Eh? So especially during the wet period. And that is, uh, that is actually in, in, in during, let's say, having a mortgage uh, or, uh, during a lifetime in building, you're living in your home. Mm -hmm. That is what you recognize and that is what you want to, to, to tackle. Moving on, um, we've heard the word resilience in the news uh, or read it in reports all the time. In your opinion, Nanko, what makes out a water-resilient city? Oh, I can be very brief on that. Yes, uh, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, because uh, uh, the, the, the reaction, because on the resilience, of course, is to deal with stresses and, and the disasters, etc., cetera, uh, shocks. Um, and the reaction is that, that we are very much focused on, let's say, for example, floodings mm -hmm. and to defend ourselves against too much water. I think what makes a city really water resilient is that they also recognize 
its own natural water system as an eco, uh, as an urban ecosystem, and also recognize water as a resource as well. So uh, to use uh, or to reuse in the city and, uh, uh, for example, in non-potable uh, water demand. You've been uh, long involved in so-called water-sensitive urban design, WSUD. Nanko, can you uh, explain what this is and uh, what possible impacts may be for a city implementing water-sensitive urban design? Yes, um, this is actually about, uh, uh, the name itself, it is about water management, it's about sensitive, about people, mm -hmm. it's about urban because of the environment and it's about design because it is about a transition of its area in incorporating and understanding the, the, the underlying uh, natural water systems mm -hmm. also. And not only the technocratic uh, drainage or water systems of stormwater, mm -hmm. but also the underlying laying of the land, uh, the buried rivers under the city. Uh, and transitioning to more water sensitivity is about uh, recognizing three pillars of action. The first one is to see cities as water supply catchments. Yeah. Second one is providing ecosystem services like green roofs. And the third one is about uh, uh, having uh, or creating uh, water sensitive communities about awareness, education. Elaborating on that a bit more, uh, in your opinion, what has been the most single-handedly most important contribution to stormwater management over the past decade? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, uh, actually, the, 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 the tradition that we have in understanding stormwater is very recent. Eh? So we, we uh, It's a new science. It's almost way. like a new science, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know that, 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 that especially uh, what we call in understanding water systems, that we call the water system approach, or the water system analysis. The water system analysis is a way uh, of getting understanding the water systems, the stormwater, what it can be, how, how, how big your, let's say, challenge is, yeah. uh, your assignment, but also at the same time, what are your uh, opportunities and uh, possibilities. Um, at the same time, I, I want to add the living with water principles, really important. They emerged in the Netherlands and they are now being spread around the world. And a very simple, um, let's say, um, uh, approach yeah. by uh, recognizing water as, as a d d d d having delaying the... Yeah. Uh, this is a sort of three-stage three strategy, like delaying water mm -hmm. or uh, retain or detain the water. But from the water system analysis how to, let's say, go to the solutions and the transition to a more stormwater-sensitive, water-wise city, is that you have to recognize, okay, we can do more with the water, mm -hmm. and when we delay it, or when we store it, retain it, detain it, then we can use it for other uh, non-potable use, but also maybe for our drinking water supply as well, but also to mitigate floods, uh, stormwater floods. The second one is to store the water. Yeah. And uh, there's a more radical, more large facilities needed. Um, and the last one, only when necessary, you can actually discharge or uh, convey the water to outside systems. And there's a parallel uh, three-stage uh, strategy, same for water quality, like uh, prevention, separation, and then treatment. 
And uh, a possibility or the opportunities in this case is that to do that in a nature-based way, uh, just in a more natural uh, way. What do you prefer, personally? Uh, I prefer the more natural way, yeah. Okay, yeah. why? Because, because I think that that's uh, uh, working with, with uh, or uh, learning or understanding the nature, like uh, before we, we went, we, we, we were able to fly, we examined, uh, studied the birds. And I think we can still learn from that nature uh, and, and our ecological uh, surrounding. And in fact, we as people, we are species, part of this ecosystem as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Will the uh, urban stormwater management tools that uh, we currently have in place be scalable and uh, enough to meet the future needs of a rapid changing world, Nanko? Yes. Um, wi with the understanding of this water system analysis, we there were uh, many tools development, uh, developed uh, in, in, in calculation, mm -hmm. hydraulic calculation, but also hydrological models. And uh, those are spread around the world, used in, uh, in, in many areas. Um, but there is a change. There is an emerging, because we are in a digital world. Yeah. Uh, there is a growing interest and development in uh, working in, 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 in bigger data, but also in 3D simulation. Yeah. Uh, also with early warning, uh, with, with, with prediction, very fast calculation within a few hours to predict in a even an, an possible flood. And then have can uh, do your, your prevention mm -hmm. uh, just before the flood uh, will, will occur. And also in, in uh, let's say, what we call the hydro twin cities, uh, like Explain a, a that, future, yeah. uh, that's a future digital twin city that actually holds already uh, your green and blue infrastructure uh, that can be used by designers, landscape architects, etc. but also for people and private parties to sort of experience like a VR glass, eh, like a just like PlayStation mm -hmm. or SimCity to walk around in your future. And see how it is. Future Amsterdam or future city. Um, and I see how it is. But at the same time, it really holds the power to simulate performance mm -hmm. and to see, okay, let's simulate the scenario of a cloudburst. And let's see what happens in that digital area, eh, the digital environment. If I may summarize, um, are you saying that current tools are not sufficient to scale in the future? Do we need those new and future technologies? I, th I think it's, it's, um, um, it, it, it's a trend, but it is also, I think you cannot stop it anymore. Eh? So it is a really a need uh, that we work uh, like that way. Yeah, Because uh, there's so much data, like OpenStreetMap, uh, Google uh, Maps, mm. uh, Google Earth, so many uh, data already around, and it also holds the power of the people itself. Yeah. And that's what we call uh, citizen science or citizen sensing. And uh, people can actually, uh, uh, like uh, smart and social media, they can actually add to the data as well, because they can actually indicate, I had a problem with the flooding on this location. See, this is a photo. They actually, we can adjust the calculations on that, yeah, because that is the real practice. And that makes it very powerful uh, in having this open source or this new, yeah. very visual 
uh, new kinds of instruments. Yeah, that's what I thought is yeah. uh, about as well. It's like an open source system, and we all yeah. contribute as people living in those cities or yeah, in those yeah. areas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good and stuff. It makes um, the city very smart. You're yeah. involved in the uh, Private Sector Alliance for Disaster Resilient Societies, which is a group of uh, leading private sector companies and organizations who work closely with the public sector with the aim to create risk resilient societies. I got two questions about this <laughs> yeah. uh, topic, uh, Nanko. Uh, how do you feel uh, that the collaboration between, uh, on the one side, the public and on the other side, the private sectors has evolved over the past couple of decades? Actually, the, 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 this private sector initiative you mentioned yeah. is uh, linked to the UN campaign for making cities resilient. Um, and what we see is that the, 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 this is really much focused on disasters, but it can also be uh, shortage of, uh, of water, mm -hmm. but as well as earthquakes, etc. But what we see is that we really need this private sector. And... Um, uh, it, it depends a little bit on, on what uh, area on the globe you are, mm -hmm. in how, a little bit on the culture, but also political, social, how uh, the relation is with, with uh, uh, let's say, between public and private uh, uh, parties. Can you give a short but example? Where can I give an example? I will give an example for the Netherlands. Yeah. Because we are very used to, to, to interact and to integrate, uh, because we call that the polder model. Eh? We yeah. are large country, a large part of the country is a polder, yeah. and uh, we like the polder. Yeah, and uh, polder means in the end we will work it out and uh, some yes. song. Yeah, we we'll work together, we we'll talk together, yeah. uh, and we try to, to <laughs> make an agreement. Eh? Yeah, exactly. And it really is interesting that, that, that we also recognize that, that between expertise, but also between interests, there is the solution. Yeah? So working... Uh, let's say a designer has to work with a engineer or with a uh, policy maker. Uh, so they have to interact. And, and that brings it further because a designer can draw very a very nice drawing of a green roof. Mm -hmm. But the engineer can actually calculate, okay, in this climate condition or site conditions, it can actually hold this amount of water and it can function like this. So you have to work together. And that makes the solution. Uh, in your opinion, what's what's key in that process? I think to to, to sort of um, be uh, sort of being open, but also to sort of understand that that you will uh, continue. Eh? Like uh, it is uh, this is about a little bit about ownership, uh, leadership, ownership, uh, feeling ownership as part of the problem, because there are so many areas like uh, and of course. Uh, like China, where where the, the government is really sort of um, uh, in control, uh, in control, yeah, managing all all the cities and its water management. They have a sponge city program, yeah, but it's really governmental uh, managed. So when we talked uh, uh, in China in the sponge cities with how to reach out to the communities, there was a no go. Mm -hmm. uh, so we need we say okay, the private sector is really vital because. More eh, more than half of cities are privately owned, so all including all those paved areas, these buildings. Uh, so we need this support, but also the solutions on their account 
to 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 work on this water assignment. And so a clear uh, understanding of ownership. That's yeah, that's yeah. crucial in this story. Nanko, how do you see the role of the private sector over the years to come in stormwater management prevention? I think they, they, they have to... I, I think in some areas they're really on a good way, uh, in, the, in the right track. Uh, at the same time, I think they really have to understand there's an opportunity that they really understand also to be ambassadors. Uh, because they can move much faster than the governmental institutions. Exactly. Uh, because they uh, are in control by themselves eh? and, and they can make the decisions, but they really have to be sort of aware and, 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 and inspired maybe. So we need those frontrunners. There are frontrunners already in the private sector, mm -hmm. but we need more and we have to, to, to have the, 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 let's say, the following and we have to make that the whole movement. In, in the world. Is money crucial in that story? Money Funding? is, uh, of course, yeah. I, I, that is also from my experience, money is, is, is way uh, crucial. And what's happening? Are big parties, big and, companies and maybe pitching in or in other ways Yeah, yeah, some, some parties li like, sometimes also what we call the burning platform or the disaster that helps. Uh, when a, uh, like uh, a storm surge or a uh, typhoon, uh, we work also for Osaka Airport, and Osaka Airport was flooded uh, la end of last year by a big typhoon, and they really experienced problems with their operation, yeah, money-wise also. So beforehand, they wouldn't invest yet in in in, in having stormwater prevention no. and problems uh, because too expensive, maybe maybe too expensive, no maybe not really on the on the on the let's say on the agenda. Uh, on their focus, and mm -hmm. now they experience such a disaster, it's way up number one on the agenda and uh, on the focus. So, and, and, and it's the same a little bit with like in Houston. Uh, Houston uh, was not expecting such much uh, during Harvey, such uh, enormous amount of stormwater. No. And it actually brought this big amount of damages in, in, in US dollars. And for that money, you already had to, to uh, let's say, when it was already invested, eh, then, then uh, uh, Houston was already safe. Eh? And so are, are those two uh, examples being used right now for the business to uh, convince maybe big companies to fund yeah. new initiatives? Uh, I think a, a few good, com uh, good uh, examples are in the Netherlands, again. Uh, but one or so of those... The Dutch, yeah, but it's really interesting to see a lot of uh, of those responses are disaster-driven. Only a few, and only very few, are from uh, common sense. Yeah, it's a bit grimy, but yeah, it's almost like grimy. But, but Rotterdam, the, the city run, of Rotterdam, including the port of Rotterdam, is doing this uh, from a common sense that they know. Yeah. That they, they understand. Okay, we are vulnerable. Maybe it's also because it is our in our DNA. Uh, because we are a low-lying area in country, may maybe it's also about the national policies on the Delta program. Yeah, there is a, a flood strategy developed uh, now for the Port of Rotterdam. But it's also the case for Schiphol Airport that they recognize, okay, when this cloud burst, like in uh, Copenhagen, falls on uh, well, uh, Schiphol experience mm -hmm. a cloud burst, mm -hmm. then we are out. Eh? We are six weeks out of business. Uh, we want to prevent that, yeah. but it didn't happen yet. So they now are uh, uh, willing to invest a lot of money, so a lot of budget, uh, to 
let's say, uh, improve their existing assets to make them more flood-proof. That, that means that we are now investing not only in the existing drainage canals and stormwater systems, but also heavily going to invest now in alternatives like green roofing, uh, water cisterns uh, or water storage in, in, air in, in buildings, uh, water plazas, etc. So multi uh, stacking functions. Uh, and that is now a whole new program. And I think that's unique uh, as a unique example in, in the world. Yeah. Let's move to those uh, green roofs. Uh, we're uh, approaching the end of uh, this uh, interview. Um, do you think green roofs or green infrastructure in general will have a prominent role as stormwater management tools for our future cities? Yes, it is already seen eh, in, in several uh, examples of front-runner cities like Singapore, but also in Australia, in the US, like, like Portland. Uh, examples that, that it is not only about managing the stormwater in a more, let's say, uh, effective way, uh, because we already have so much paved areas in cities, but it's also about aesthetics and about livability, because it is having multiple benefits yeah it's benefiting in the in the heat stress it is uh, benefiting in in in, in maybe uh, to, to tackle drought but it's also making an area much nicer to live and to 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 to, uh, to walk in or to 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 be in rounding it up uh, nanko uh, last question if you could wish for one thing in uh, for our future altogether what would it be Ooh. That is a uh, challenge. It's one. a tough but one. Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one. I think it is about climate change. Yeah. Climate change is the most prominent challenge now of our generation. And I really want to, relating to the stormwater and to the water uh, footprint, I want to advocate for that everyone, even us as a person, can do something about that. Eh? You can actually use less water. You can reuse the water. Maybe you can harvest the water, like on a green roof, and use it for other uses, eh, like uh, urban farming or like toilet flushing. And most important one is to uh, about, uh, about consumption. Uh, a lot of goods and products, like meat or food, has to produce that, it needs water. Yeah. Eh, for one kilogram of red meat, it costs 10,000 liters of water. So when calculating that, and having skipping one day eating meat, yeah. you can actually shower a whole year. So let's skip the meat for one day. Yes. Let's do our best. Yeah, Danko, be thank you very much. You're welcome.